Welcome to Inside the War Room. Ryan Ray here. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we have on Megan McGlover, who took the internet by storm over the weekend after Joe Biden's vaccine mandate policy came out. She had some very strong words to say about that, and quite funny, to be honest with you. Um, so let's get into Ryan Recommends, and then we'll get into the episode with Megan. Ryan Recommends is The Plot. It's a novel. Um about an author who steals another author's plot, right? And so that is the book. It's a, it's a thriller book. And so it's a good novel, not the best novel I've ever read, but it is a good novel, a good solid novel that if you are looking for something to read as we go into fall, I'd highly recommend that. Second is our sponsor, Bluehost, ryanraysenior.com slash hosting. All of my domains, all of them are at Bluehost, ryanraysenior.com slash hosting. If you sign up, Send me a screenshot. I'll be happy to give you free publicity on this podcast. As I said, our guest is Megan McGlover. You can find her on social media at Megan McGlover, just about everywhere. We'll link to all of that in the show notes. She's um, a real talker. And so, and, and I say real talker, and she talks a lot like she real talk. Um, so I really appreciated having her on the podcast. Be sure to follow her. Um, in social media, check out her book and everything else. Without further ado, Megan McGlover. Well, Megan, it is great to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing good, and I'm a little starstruck. I'll be honest with you. Um, you, you <laughs> just, you were going crazy. Okay, you weren't going crazy. The internet was going crazy over you this weekend, and. Some random account, um, I don't remember who, who it was, but it was just kind of some anonymous account almost tweeted out this video of you going after um, Joe Biden. And then it felt like the whole world was commenting on your video. What was that experience like for you? Because I've watched the video probably 30 times now. I've enjoyed it that much. <laughs> I actually watched it after we got on just to be uh, reminded. But what was it like for you going through that, uh, that? Was that your first viral moment, your second viral moment, or your hundredth? That was actually my third or fourth okay. going viral. Um, back in 2011, I went crazy viral. Uh, I was doing some weather reports and um, it was, it was like really, it was, it was really simple. Actually. It wasn't even a big deal. I was just doing, I had moved from California. I'm originally from Southern California and I had moved from California to Atlanta and this particular January, they had this crazy snowstorm. It was like ice on the freeway. It was just ridiculous. And all of my family back in California were calling me and asking me, oh my God, how's the weather? How are you doing? So I said, you know what? I don't want to talk to a whole bunch of different people. I'll just do a video and tell you and give you a report uh, of what is going on. And then it just went viral. It went crazy. Millions and millions of people were watching this, this video. So that was the first time. Now that was that was crazy because it was my very first time and I didn't know what to expect. So I would be in the grocery store and people would be like, oh my God. And I'd be like, what is wrong with you? You know, so it was that was crazy. Then um it then it happened again. Um it happened most recently, a couple of times, uh, with the video where I asked, I was asking in particular African Americans, what do you want? And that video went viral as well. And then this one. So I, I'm kind of, you know, I, I I am surprised and I'm always humbled when it happens because mm -hmm. uh, you never know, right. you know, like you don't know. You just, you know, I'm just being myself and talking and then it goes viral. So, Well, that's part of the thing that I was curious about when I saw the video. I thought, OK, 
Um, and I don't care from a perspective, I, but is this a well-planned out comedic video or is this how she really feels? Because it's, it's comedic genius regardless, but um, how much planning goes into um, that type of video versus is it this spur of the moment? It is literally spur of the moment. Like, like I'll have a, I'll have an idea. Like I did a video this morning. I was on my way to the gym and I was like, oh, let me just do this. A thought will come into my head and then it, mm -hmm. I'll just start talking. I don't write anything down. I may write, let's say if I'm going to do my Petty Tuesday, I might write bullet points to remind me of different topics. I want. But I never, and this is why people are always like, oh my God, you should do stand up. But I don't write jokes. Mm -hmm. So I, it, so for me, stand up is now hosting or emceeing is one of my favorite things to do. But to actually write a joke, that's gonna be terrible. Cause I don't, I don't know how to, right. you know, like, uh, what happened when the chicken crossed the road? Like, I don't, I don't know how to do, I don't right. know. I'm just a conversational comedian, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. um, so I call myself a uh, comedic mentor. So mm -hmm. I am someone who is, uh, my purpose is to help and to enlighten Mm -hmm. uh, to empower people. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that people find me funny. And so, but I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just telling you what, like it is, you know, so. Right. So either you can, either you can really craft a joke or there are people like yourself who are just funny because they know, like they're just, what they do is funny and they're not trying to be funny. And, and, and they're kind of opposite into the spectrum, right? So you're just being natural and people are reacting and it's funny and it's hard to duplicate that because you're not exactly, it's just who you are. Um, and so I, I can, I see what you're saying, but whereas the comedians, um, you know, they, they spend a lot of time crafting, like if you watch Jerry Seinfeld, you know, how he crafts the joke and he talks about it and, and how yeah. he thinks about it and, and how they talk about the pauses and it's very calculated. Um, they would probably struggle to emulate what you do. And so it's, it's, it's interesting to, to watch the two separate sides of that. The thing that I appreciated about the particular video with Joe Biden was, is it, it, it spoke in a way that true comedy historically has, which is when you're watching this, it's just funny, right? It's just funny because the things that you're saying are, are funny. And so if you're a, uh, a leftist or a rightist or wherever you come, it's just, it's just a funny, it's just a funny bit. And that's what's so, that's why it worked so well. And so, um, I remember seeing someone, uh, I think it was Tim Young, did like the parallel. And he's like, I love you. I love you. Like he was saying. <laughs> it was yeah. special. When you put out those videos, um, do you do you fear the, the backlash? Because obviously you're taking a very strong political stance. Um, and so do, does, it, does, it, does it bother you? And then the other side is, is do you feel like, you have shifted your politics. This is where you've always been. Has the country shifted? How do you how do you handle that? Um, so that's a couple of different parts. So one one thing is um, I don't fear any backlash because um, for me it's not political, mm. moral. Mm. So there's a difference for me. Mm. Uh, there is going to be backlash politically, of course, because politics are always invested in uh, a bunch of hoopla and how you can be swayed one way or the other. Mm. But morals and principles and character and integrity 
are not based on stuff like that. You know, it's like, what do you believe in? And that's it. Now, have I always been this way? Absolutely. Now, I was a Democrat Mm -hmm. until I realized that there had been a change and a shift morally for from from my perspective mm-hmm. and so when i began to understand that the the right party was more invested in the conservative views so i think that a lot of people get things confused i've had to tell a lot of my friends and family you're actually conservative I've had to tell them that. Like, you're conservative. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm not. I said, yes, you are. Do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe in family? Yes. Do you believe in your own uh, bank account and nobody should be in there snooping around? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you believe that you should only pay taxes that make sense? Or do you think that you should be just gouged all over the place? Your gas prices should be high. You should pay for poor people. To, I mean, not, you know, poor people that don't want to work. You yeah. should pay for them. You should pay for uh, drug addicts, for the methadone clinic. Do you believe that? No. Then you're a conservative. <laughs> I've had to actually tell and lay it out and say, listen, there's nothing wrong with being conservative. You, what has happened is they linked conservatism with Republicans and Republicans with a demonized Donald Trump. So then people started saying, well, if you're a Republican, if you're conservative, you're a Republican. If you're a Republican, you're with Donald Trump. But the, those are all separate things. It's all separate. My conservative views as it pertains to my life, my rights, my family, and, and how it is that I want to worship or believe or whatever has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Nothing at all. Not the person. Mm-hmm. So... I had to do a lot of explaining with that. Um, And so politically, I think that what I'm most disappointed in is that people on the right were not making that point. They kept saying, no, 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 you got to do Donald Trump. And I kept saying, listen, this guy has been completely vilified. Don't, don't be hanging on him because then you'll lose the understanding of conservative views. I think that Donald Trump would have done an excellent job in his second term, but all of the other things that were going on, you had to just get people to understand you don't, it's not about Donald Trump. You don't want Biden and Harris, period. When I had to vote between Clinton and Trump, it was no Clinton. I didn't care if they put a monkey in there. I was not going to. I'm, are you listening to what no, I'm telling you? I'm listening. I'm listening. I, I, I just, you're, you're funny. Like, you're funny. You're funny. You're funny. I'm sorry. If the people, no, you can laugh. I just want to make sure you listen. If the people had put a donkey <laughs> in a tie and a suit and he was up there, I would have been like, he got my vote. He has my vote. I've never heard a better than that. That is the man for the job. Because I was never going to vote for Hillary Clinton. So I was trying to get people to understand last year, I was trying to get people to understand, don't think about Donald Trump. Just think that you don't want Biden and Harris. Mm -hmm. That's what you don't, you don't want Biden and Harris. You start thinking about Donald Trump too much, then you get swayed because of what the news has done, Mm -hmm. what the media had, had done to his name. They just completely 
I mean, I'm surprised he doesn't have all kinds of lawsuits going on for slander. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear you talk about that because I've had some of those similar conversations with people, which is, hey, if you believe these things, you're not actually a Democrat, right? Now, I'm a libertarian, and so um, I, I want even more freedom than the conservatives do. Um, but but by and large, I appreciate what you're saying, and it's 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 frustrating for me because um, my big bone with the why I left the Republicans was all the things that you talk about we seem to lose under their administrations, right? And it feels like conservatives don't, when, when, like when, um, when, when a Republican's in office, they're more willing to give up their rights and do a Republican. And when a Democrat's in, they're willing to fight a little bit more. And so it's almost kind of this weird mentality, which is you vote for the Republican because you want these things. But when they come in, you know, they expand or strip your rights and the conservative voters go along with it a little bit more willingly. And that's, to me, been my frustration with um, the conservative movement by and large. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's become a little bit of a, um, you know, uh, uh, dad versus stepdad. You know, <laughs> fight. And it's like, and we're all like, wait a minute, you know, you know, hey, we're just trying to go to Torres R. Us. <laughs> Nobody's trying to, like, who gives a, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's the one with the most money? And who's the one willing to buy me the most presents? Mm. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying and it's, it's it, it, of course, it's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to simplify it. But what I'm saying is that when you, when you start getting into a pissing contest, you lose what it's really about. You know, and it becomes so trivial, like a dad and a stepdad. And the, us, the kids, are like, Jesus, you know, I, I, you know what? I really don't care. You know, I just don't want my mom to get her ass beat anymore. And I want our bills to be paid. And I want to have a Christmas. Like, that's it. Like, all this other stuff, it's just, it's between you, the two dads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I, I think that we, we at this point, uh, we, we've a lot of people in your shoes have kind of just decided, you know what, I, I, I don't want to be involved in all that. I don't, you know, all this stuff is too much. Just stick to the laws. And that's it. Yeah. Well, and you talk about the media. It's frustrating. Um, I was watching this deal uh, yesterday, and it's like, Tucker Carlson admits he lies on TV. So I went and watched the clip. And, and if you listen to what he says, he never admits he lies on TV. He says that he lies when he's pinned down, and he does his best to not lie on TV. Okay. So maybe you can infer because he does lie, like everyone does, he lies on TV. The larger context, they were talking about the repetitive lies that CNN does every night, and how does he deal with that? And he's trying to talk about himself morally. And it's like, can, can we not at least just honestly talk about what's going on, whether we agree or not? It, we, it's, everything has become so divisive. And you, you have today, they're talking about this general who contacted China to let him know that if we attacked, he would call him first, right? And so CNN's like, well, you know, Trump did go rogue after he, the election and sent out a memo that he was going to pull the troops out of, out, out, of, out of Afghanistan, and he didn't consult the generals. It's like, he didn't need to consult the generals. He's the commander-in-chief. So you're justifying this general going committing potentially treason by calling a foreign co- country, telling them that he will notify them, telling the other generals, hey, don't do anything unless you talk to me, ignore the president. And you're, you're justifying that because Trump, in charge of the army, Said that he was going to pull them out without consulting the generals. Like, I, 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 it's 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 infuriating on that level. 
like just how much you talk about the spin and what's out there. It's so infuriating. I think that's part of why when your your videos do so well is that you're just kind of cutting through all that and communicating what normal people think. Well, it's ludicrous. It's, it's ludicrous, ridiculous, and it's absolutely irrational. To And see, that's I did a video recently as well where I said, you guys keep bringing up January 6th, but you just had a whole bunch of soldiers die in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were saying, well, Trump started the, the exit, the exodus out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, started and finished totally wrong are two different things. I don't even know why we have to, but see, they're, they're, they are, the whole idea, and see, the problem is it's no longer working. Mm-hmm. And it's no longer working because you're not, it, it's not voting season. Mm-hmm. So, so it only worked when it was voting season. Because people were so emotional. You had all these riots. You, you realize there's no more riots. Have you seen there's no more riots? No riots. Of course, there's a lot of violence and stuff. But no, there's no riots. People aren't standing outside with gas masks and running into Tiffany's and Christian Dior and Gucci and the, and the, uh, by, uh, grabbing wigs and weaves and shit out of Sally's. They're not doing any of that. None of that is happening all of a sudden. All of a sudden, it's gone. And so that's why a lot of people are saying, you, you can't, you, you, logically, there's no, see, the, the emotions are not high anymore. There's no more George Floyd. Emotions are not high. So now people are starting to settle in their brain and they're just grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to make anything make sense. And it's like, no, 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 honey, none of that makes any sense. It doesn't matter if Trump sent a letter saying we're getting ready to do this to you or whatever his, whatever he was doing. It doesn't matter. If he if he said, I'm getting ready to do this, I'm working on a plan to do this by my second term, this will be done, blah, blah, blah. And that's one set. And then another set is you have this dude coming in and saying, okay, we're out now. <laughs> no plan, no, yeah, no, 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 let's get out of here, we're out of here. It's two different things. Oh, well, he was just, oh, well, Biden was just going off of Trump's plan. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Because first of all, him and Trump are friends. He don't know what the fucking plan was. Excuse me, can I cuss? He, he don't know. He don't know what the plan was. He has no idea what the plan was. So how can you say he's going on off of Trump's plan? He don't know. He don't know the conversation that was had. He doesn't know the agreement and the deal that was had. Because I can guarantee you now, the respect level that people have for Trump as it pertains to our 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 enemies is much different than the respect level or lack thereof that they have of Biden. So the plan is totally different. If Trump says, yo, here, here we go. Listen to this. If you come over here, I'm, I know where your mama lives. Okay? You come over here. I know where your mama lives. I know where your grandma lives. I know where you stay. I know where all your people stay. And I will blow up all your stuff. That's Trump. Biden, on the other hand, uh, uh, look, 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 listen. Listen, we, we, we just don't want you over here, okay? So so just don't come. Well, nobody's scared of you, dude. Nobody cares. Nobody Nobody's listening to that crap. They're like, oh, okay, well, let's go over there and take their stuff. You know what I mean? We're talking about bullies here. We're not, you don't, you can't rationalize and try to converse with a bully. You know what I'm saying? You either got to be about it or they're going to take your lunch money, period. Well, okay. So right now, our lunch money is getting taken. 
Well, I think you bring up an interesting point, which is instead of the left taking the L for Biden, we don't know what Trump would have done or how it would have worked because Trump didn't get to do it. All we know is what Biden did. And there's two things here. A, Biden was getting advised by the same people that would have advised Trump. So it's possible that it's, that these people were just giving bad advice. And we should just look at those people and say, hey, these people are all bums that are that, that sit here from administration to administration and they lie to us and they don't know what they're talking about and they're just all bums. That's I'm, we could say that now. Biden's a commander; he has to take a he has to take an L. Um, but but to start saying, well, Trump did. It's like, well, Trump's not in office anymore. Listen, we can blame Trump for things. There's things that he did we can talk about, but he's not in power anymore. Biden's in power, and every day for four years, when Trump was in office, he was blamed for two scoops of ice cream, shaking the hands too tall, and some of the stuff he drove me crazy. Some of the stuff he did, I didn't care about. It just kind of depended on what it was. It's we're, it's, but it feels like we have gotten to a point now where when you turn on the news, um, you know, man, it's so hard to trust it. And, and that trickles down to this person to person relationships, because if you're watching CNN or if you're watching Fox News, how you think the world is happening is is really different. And it makes it tough for just average people just to have conversations. Well, yeah, just like, for example. Um, uh, I remember when, when the, the masks thing started happening. So we're talking early 2020, like maybe like, maybe like April, something like that. And, um, well, maybe a little further into it. No, let's say, no, you know what? It was November actually. So we're so a little bit further into the, the, the mandate of 2020. And, uh, Danny and I were at a, uh, uh, one of our favorite hotels and, we were getting some tea and coffee in the morning and we saw these two elderly uh, people walking around. It was kind of early. And uh, so there was many people out in the lobby and uh, they were like, oh, hey, how you doing? And this and the other. And they didn't have on any mask and we didn't have on any either because I'm always trying to push the envelope. And so, uh, you know, we were, you know, just talking, good morning, how you doing? And, you know, so on and so on. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, um, we see the, you guys don't have on any mask or whatever. And, and they were from the South. And then, you know, you know how, I think they're like Alabama or something. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, we just, you know, really trying to push the envelope, don't really want to do that. So much. And she said, yeah, down in our county, wherever they were from, we never even knew you guys were wearing masks. We didn't know anything about it. I said, y'all don't have news? She <laughs> <laughs> said, well, we, in our local news, our local news, we don't talk about it. And so what people don't understand is that if you go from California and you just go down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, mm -hmm. it's like night and day. Mm -hmm. If you go, if you live in, in New York and you go down to Texas, it's night and day. Mm -hmm. And so you are really force fed in a vacuum, mm. in a vacuum, what they want you to think is happening all over the world. But that's not true. It's actually not true. Uh, they want to make you think that, you know, if you if you don't do what they want you to do, then you're not going to be able to live. You're not going to be able to have a job. Nobody's going to hire you. That's not true. There are an enormous amount of, of people in the medical field, the law field, the, the crop field, the farming field that are saying, come work for us. We will not mandate it. So forth and so on. But see, of course, they don't want you to think that way. They want you to live in a bubble because 
Bubble is isolation. Isolation is fear. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. So before the election last year, I toured the country. I flew up to Milwaukee, and then I took a train down to Chicago, and then I flew over to Cleveland, went to Philadelphia, uh, went to New York City, went to New Jersey, went to Baltimore, flew home for Halloween, and then flew back to D.C. for the election. And so it was like, yeah, kind of a two-week, whatever it was, tour of the country. And it was really weird because those are all you know Midwest to northern cities. Um, and so going – from place to place and talking to people, how they viewed what was going on was so different than where it was where I'm from, which is in Texas, right? And so um, it, it's, it's to your point, it's hard to understand how people think. And I, I'll give you one example. I went to this place in Milwaukee and it was a gloomy day. Um, no one's out and about. So this is, you know, this is the end of October. There's no vaccine, right? And I go to this restaurant and I sit down and um, I, I'm, I'm asking people, you know, uh, I'm, I'm reporting on, you know, what people are thinking uh, in each city. So I'm saying, you know, what do you think about COVID-19, the election, whatever? Um, what's your business like? And like, oh, man, we might have closed some waitress there and we're struggling. And I said, oh, well, well do y'all get any business? She goes, yeah, it's mainly the Trump voters that come in. I said, okay. Uh, I said, well, who are you voting for? She goes, I'm voting for Biden. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I said, just, just to be clear. Right. You vote for Biden. Just be clear. Just be clear. You're voting for Biden, but his supporters won't come out and support your restaurant. Uh-huh. I was, and she's like, yeah. I was like, so if if Biden wins, you would expect things to get worse for your restaurant, not better. What are you going to do? She goes, oh, I don't know. You'll have to figure it out. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, but like, like, like it's hard. Like, it's hard to understand that mentality of we're going to just shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, yeah, several like, times. Several times, right? With that big, with that big Uzis, so <laughs> you, don't, you don't end up just shooting your foot. You end up shooting half of your body. Like <laughs> that's how bad it is. And I came down to Chicago. It was like a ghost town. Like there was no one downtown Chicago last October. No one. Yeah. It was weird. First yeah, time you, can there, it was you can see yeah. tumbleweeds uh, rolling down Michigan Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Like the wild, wild west. You're just looking for Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And so, yeah. Out of it was weird. And then so I go to Cleveland, and um, there again, no one's out and about in Cleveland, uh, except for at night, they have these kids that ride up and down the streets on their four wheelers. And you can hear them riding all over Cleveland on their four wheelers. And so I'm sitting there at the hotel restaurant talking to the guy, I'm like, is this normal? He goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. And they'll get wrecks and they'll kill, you know, get killed or kill someone. And I'm like, what, what are, what are we doing? Like, this is not, these are kids. They're like right. 12 to 14. Yeah. Outside in the middle of the night, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12. Right. The four wheeler on the interstate. I like, <laughs> so <laughs> when you talk about, we live in different worlds, we live in different worlds. We just do. Yeah. And, and the news media, which is primarily New York city based, so the mm -hmm. pandemic would have started somewhere else. Uh, I mean, it started in Washington. It didn't get a lot of coverage there. But if it, was, if it would have stayed in a rural area and spread out and took forever to get to New York, the media would have covered it differently. But it didn't. It went to New York City, and that's where all the stuff was. And so everyone was being treated like they're New York City. Well, I live in a county of 60,000 people. You know, we're pretty spread out. You know, and so treating us like New York City is pretty ludicrous. because. Right. We're nothing like New York City. Right. 
Right. You're not on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, when you talk about the news media and how they handle stuff, they really do live in a bubble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they want to make sure that your um, mindset is also in a bubble, you know, th- that you're not that you're not thinking, you know, like, oh, my God, this whole world is in the house. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. You know, that's what they're covering to make you think that it's normal. But it's not. That's not happening everywhere. It couldn't possibly be happening because look at how much money Cancun made during the during the uh, during the uh, stay at home. Mm-hmm. Cancun made millions of dollars mm-hmm. because everybody and their grandma was going to vacation in Mexico because it was wide open. Well, here's what I don't understand about the about the COVID stuff, and and it's so if you're if you're genuinely concerned of COVID nineteen. Get the vaccine, wear the mask. I'm not mad at you, whatever. I don't really care. Um, but at some point, you have to, like, why don't people realize that the people who are fear-mongering the most, they don't even believe what they're telling us. Like, that's what I don't understand. Pelosi's going out and getting her hair cut. Your mayor got a haircut after saying they can't get a mayor, uh, you can't get a haircut. Uh, like, during the pandemic, all of the elites were going and Newsom's going to dinner. They're all going and doing the things that they said that we couldn't do. Why do you think people don't realize that the people who are telling them that they're going to die don't believe that message? Well, here, here's the here's the thing. Um, the the mentality of, of of people who live in this ideology of humility, right? So. Uh, um, you know, a lot of religiosity teaches humility, not being humble, but having humility. And humility is not all that great. Being humble is cool, but hum- humility is not that great because the actual definition of humility is to have low regard of oneself. That's not good, right? So what happens is the mentality is a complete and utter separation between them, meaning the elite, and us as regular people. That is like people who go to church and think that it's okay for the pastor to have sex with 50% of the women in the church and have children. And then they say, well, he's the pastor. You know, he goes through more temptations than anybody else. And, you know, the Bible says you shouldn't tempt the prophet and and da, 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 da. And all these, they have all these different excuses as to why the pastor should be held at a much higher pedestal than anybody else. When you think like that, other people can get away with murder. And you'll just be like, well... Well, you know, you know, we just have to pray. Well, you know, you have all these excuses. But see, somebody like me, I'm not into humility. I'm humble, but I'm not into humility. I don't think you're any better than me or different or anything like that. I just think maybe either just because you have money, as far as I'm concerned, maybe you were born into money or, you know, maybe the luck drew, drew that way for a little while or whatever. I don't I don't get into all of that shit. If you say no haircuts, Cole, I think that you shouldn't have a haircut just like anybody else. But that's because I don't think that I am less than somebody else. 
these people glorify athletes and stars and you know and, and all and all of a sudden stuff and i don't as far as i'm concerned we the same you know you just have a, a manager and a booking agent that's all i i mean you see what i'm saying that's only difference between me and somebody else as soon as i get a manager and a booking agent i'll be doing the same thing like it's not a you know it's not a big deal to me right so but that's because my mother raised me that way my mother was like megan you can do anything you want you're smart you're brilliant you're beautiful she she instilled that in me so it's going to be very hard for somebody to convince me that you're better than me and so you are some kind of elitist and you have the right to do things that i can't do i don't get down like that never have so you know the, the people allow it because they don't think that they're on the same level it's the people that allow that crap and that probably you saying that probably unpacks a little bit more of the mentality behind your Joe Biden video, uh, with the with the with the with the vaccine mandate about him telling you. Who's all going right? I'm like, who are you talking? What? What? What's going on? Wait, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's having a stroke or something. Like, <laughs> what is he talking? Is he talking to me? I I guess he's not, maybe this was for another part of the country some other people or something. Maybe I actually tuned in at the wrong time because you couldn't possibly be talking to me because I don't, I don't roll like that. I don't know if your patience is running thin. You sound like you're on drugs or something. Like you, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? That's like going to the cashier. You, you at the store and, and, and you're, you know, you have your wallet or whatever and you're fumbling through your wallet and the lady, the cashier says, could you hurry up? My patience is running thin. <laughs> like, what the hell is you talking about? I'm getting my money. You're like, what? You can't rush me. Like what? Huh? I'm buying product from your store, and you telling me your patience is running thin. Like what? 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 You know, I, I've come to believe. So Biden has been um, crazy. He, he's been worse than I thought he would be. I thought he'd be bad. He's been worse than I thought he'd be. And, and I, think, oh, yeah. I think I think I think that's because he's not running again. He has nothing to lose. Oh yeah, no, he's he's he's. I don't know if I can say this. He's B A L L S deep. Like he's just. Yeah, you can say whatever you want to. This is whatever. Oh, he's balls to the walls right now. He's let's go. Like he he. There is no. No, he doesn't have to. This guy. This is the same guy. Who has a track record of over forty years mm-hmm. of horror and terror? against the african-american community hey i'm i don't understand how this guy has stayed in all i don't now me personally i didn't know anything about him until this uh, you know until this election Mm. and then i was like well let me see what's going on and i'm like damn where did this guy this guy is like the head of the kkk and he's been like like what like where the hell is all the black people been (laughs) like where are you serious right now I'm like trying to call Jesse Jackson. Like, what the? Like, did you know this guy? Like, you're like Jesse, Mr. Jack. Hello, Reverend. You, yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Are you? Have you known about this Biden guy? You've been. You're like 80 years old. I know you knew about this guy. Why did you do that? Uh, Maxine. Yeah, Miss Waters. Yeah. What you do? You getting your hair done? Oh, okay. Let me ask you a question real quick. Did you know about this Biden? He's a freaking racist. He's been. Nothing. Crickets. Well, that These was- black people have allowed this man 
to put hundreds and thousands of black people in jail for mm. little to no reason. Mm. So now he's he has the highest office in America after in the world after telling after telling people if you if you don't vote for me you ain't black. He has said some of the most ridiculous things to black people when he said uh, black people wanted to say we want this this and that, and the other. He said we'll vote for me and we'll talk about it later. I've never heard more of a pimp move in my life. That's like, that's like that's like you about to you know. You and I about to go out on a date, and I'm like, and you're like, okay, well, I want to have sex. And I'm like, well, can you take me out to eat first? And you're like, well, let's have sex first, and then I'll feed you. Like, what kind of crap is that? <laughs> like, what? I'm trying to say. So so, so now he's gotten away with, with anything. I mean, you know, if you have a child, and the child is never disciplined, mm. by the time the child is 10 years old, you have a little killer on your hands. Like, they, you never told the child no. They never been reprimanded. They never been in trouble. Never got a spanking. Never got time out of. Oh, you can forget it. This child is ruined. Mm-hmm. It's a ruined human being. You might as well throw away the key because this guy is going to be terrible. That's Biden. That's yeah. Biden. He's well, never been reprimanded for this crazy crap, and now he's in, and he's like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna do whatever I want. I don't care. You don't like it? Leave the country." Oh, you can't because you ain't got your passport. I mean, you ain't got your COVID passport. So you go ahead and stay and just let me crap on you and tell you it's a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, the Biden thing is, is is stunning because it's not only Biden. Uh, Kamala Harris has been a, um, you know, she she was a huge prosecutor of minorities when she was in California. Um, and, and, you know, and she is on record laughing about smoking pot but when she was the attorney general put all kinds of people in jail for that same thing and so it's it's this we've i've talked about kamala harris so many times that i can't I'm blue in the face this have, have you seen uh, judge joe brown talk about her uh-uh, uh-uh. is it good <laughs> <laughs> judge joe brown you got to get on youtube immediately all right uh-huh. And there's an interview between Judge Joe Brown and Kwame Brown. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, for, that's, about, that's for about 45 minutes strong. Because you know Judge Joe Brown doesn't care. And a lot of his stuff kind of runs together. So he'll tell a story, but then he'll, but then that it's like a spider web. That story will start going off into something else, then it'll come back around, and then eventually it'll come back to the story. Mm-hmm. He tells everything about Kamala Harris, who she was sleeping with, how she got the job she got now, how she got the job before that job, how she got the job before that job. She, he gives names. Then he tells you, oh yeah, we was at the club and so and so and so. And she was doing it. He, <laughs> you're talking about receipts. Oh, gracious. He has not only receipts, he has warranty. I'm telling you, this guy, I, again, no one understands how no one in their right mind who is a logical thinker who has any type of comprehension understands in any way, shape, or form how Biden or Harris got anywhere close to the White House. Nobody understands it because these people have a track record of complete and utter destruction. It's it, We're not making it up. We're not guessing. We're not like, oh my God, what are you going to do? We're, and and now, now you can't find Harris. Where is she? So, you ain't seen her for ages. Yeah, I actually think that that's probably smart on their part. So 
Think about it like this. Biden, yeah, because all she's going to do is laugh at every damn thing, and they can't have her laughing during this Afghanistan situation. <laughs> it's going to, and all she's going to do, they're going to say, uh, 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 Vice President Harris, uh, what are your thoughts as it pertains to um, this this exodus out of Afghanistan? It looks like it has not been properly planned. There's a lot of Americans that have been left. <laughs> but, you know, I just, you know, we're doing what we can, you know, and so we can't have that shit right now. So they put her ass on vacation. So I, I think the, the Harris thing is, if she sits in the backdrop when all this happens, so the deal had to be right for her to run with Biden. She was going to be the four the forerunner in twenty twenty four, right? So when things go good, she gets to come out and take partial credit. When things go bad, she gets to hide in the back and gets no blame. So that way, when she runs, she can run on the good things and the bad things. She can say, "Listen, that was Joe Biden. He was president. I was vice president." And so she can. She, that's my read on what's going on. That was probably the deal, which was when it goes good, she gets to take some, get some dubs. When it goes bad, oh, Joe, you've taken all the L's by yourself because I get to run in 2024. Um, but, you know, one of the things I saw on your Twitter feed this morning, and I was curious about, you have hashtag sellout, hashtag Uncle Tom, give me a break. So was that, was were you responding to criticism from people from your videos or what? No, I don't respond to, listen. <laughs> sticks and stones mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm. so um uh dl hughley the comedian dl hughley is is always calling somebody a sellout mm -hmm. and it just so happens that he is calling larry elder a sellout mm -hmm. and and also said the same thing about candace and so forth mm -hmm. and so i was saying in response to him uh, so a lot of times a lot of times I don't uh, I don't necessarily say someone's name in my videos mm -hmm. because I don't like to come across as if I'm trying to start something to get public awareness. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to be famous by getting in an argument with D.L. Hughley. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to have beef with somebody. For me, it's not that serious. Mm -hmm. Um so, and that's why I didn't say, oh, Biden, who are you talking to? It, mm. it, you, you already know. If you, right. you know, you know. If you don't know, then, then you have to either do some investigation or you have to ask, you know, which is, which is of course, fine. But I never want somebody to try to say, oh, well, she's, she's trying to just get some, she's trying to get famous or mm. something like that because I'm talking to, oh, I'm calling them out or whatever. I'm not doing that. So people have tried to put that, um, Put that label on me, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't ascribe to that kind of foolishness. I know who I am. Uh, again, I was raised by a, a very, very strong woman uh, who was raised by a very strong woman, my grandmother, and so I don't, I don't, I don't have time. I don't care. You think I'm gonna sell out? Good. How much do you think I got paid? Because somebody owes me a check. <laughs> yeah, the check ain't the check ain't cashed yet. <laughs> if I, if I, hey, listen, if y'all gonna be selling out, I need a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what's the duck name that was swimming in the money? The duck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. I need to be Scrooge type money, okay? <laughs> That's the kind of money I'm talking. About. I'm talking about, you know. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. I'm in it. it. It's it's one of the things that in our culture <laughs> is that, that that's frustrating is is this idea of cultural appropriation and how it's always bad. 
So there are things that you can find that are distinct um, from, from white people or from black people or from Latinos or whatever groups that they have their own distinct things. And some of those things I enjoy, some of the things I don't enjoy. And that's white, that's from white, it's all over. It doesn't matter. Um, but what you find is when you take something from a certain culture and you kind of mix it with your culture, you usually improve it. Um, so it, we should celebrate those things that, hey, here's something that's distinct from culture A and something from culture B. And then these two cultures, when they um, join this together, it, they create something good. And a simple, silly analogy would be Tex-Mex, right? We all love Tex-Mex. Well, that's not authentic Mexican food. That's an Americanized version of it. And it's really good because people eat it all the time. There's no reason we have to be like this. And I, I don't understand it and it it pains me that we're in a spot in 2021 where we've regret regressed on racial relations so much i don't i don't understand it i don't i have some some theories on why it's there but why more people can't see through it it, it just it just frustrates me to no end yeah well it, it, it's it's based on a low uh, self-esteem self-worth and foundation, a very, a very uh, floppy, if you will, uh, foundation. I am, I was raised obviously by an African-American woman who uh, was very, very into blackness. Sure. My mother uh, had, uh, had me learn about African-American history. I am a third generation uh, national winning oratorical speaker. I used to memorize speeches from uh, um, Martin Luther King, Jesse Jackson, Maya Angelou, the list goes on. And I have been speaking all my life. That's I was literally taught to speak. And so I was all of this blackness, right? But then I went to private school all my life. And a lot of the times I was the only black kid in an entire school. Mm-hmm. in the entire school. But I never, ever felt less than or, uh, you know, like I had to fit in. I never tried to, you know, oh, I need to dye my hair blonde. I need to, you know, it was never any of that kind of stuff was going on because my foundation was strong. Now, as I grew up, um, when I got into like my, probably like late teens, early 20s, I began this infatuation with cowboy stuff. So I love cowboy boots. I collect them actually. Cowboy boots, I love going to the rodeos. The only thing I don't like is uh, country music. I don't like the music. Hey, that makes two of us. That makes two of us. Everything else, I'm in love with. Mm. Now, I don't think in any way I'm going into the white uh, tradition and taking it away. Mainly because I know that long, 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 long ago, black people uh, who were taking care of the cattle were the original cowboys. But see, if you don't know your history and you don't know anything, then you start getting into unnecessary arguments that are stupid. Mm -hmm. But no white person has ever come up to me at a rodeo and said, hey, you're still in our culture. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like that's never happened. Right. But see, when you don't, when you feel like you're so vulnerable and you feel like a victim all the time, which is what is going on in the African-American community, in my personal opinion, 
when you feel like a victim, then, then you're always upset. Somebody's always doing something to you. Mm-hmm. You see. So that that's that's really what it is. But but I've never I've never had that problem. You know, I've never I've never had anybody saying that to me, you know. But again, uh, uh, based on what I was saying also in the video, I was saying that the black culture has been for sale. A lot of people have sold out uh, the, the, a lot of the things within the black culture. But the country music, uh, the country music uh, um, uh, genre, mm-hmm. they, didn't, they won't sell out. What, what they let, like three black people in in the last four decades? <laughs> yeah. You got they barely let Beyonce in. Remember that whole thing? They were like, "Oh wait, who's this black chick?" And then the and then the three the three sister girls, the three ladies, whatever, the three Dixie chicks. Whatever, they had to say, "Oh wait a minute, she wrote the song." Like we're, <laughs> she wrote it. So we're trying to have the actual writer and performer on. They had to they had to do all kinds of shit to get Beyonce, who is one of the top if not the top performers in the world to mm. come on the country music awards because they wasn't having it. Mm-hmm. Then they messed up and let little Nas X in. They didn't mean to do that, but they did because they didn't know they didn't know he was going to turn into a uh, Satanist stripper. They had no idea, but they had to let him in. They didn't want to do that. They let in Hootie and the Blowfish, but that that went good. You know, but, but we're talking three black people, so nobody, nobody, no white people are are getting upset. Because they have very strict standards and guidelines. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Black people, on the other hand, you know, unfortunately, sold out a lot of things, and then they get mad when it's not done in the way that they want it to be done. It's like, well, you shouldn't have, you, you shouldn't have opened the gate, in my personal opinion. So whatever. Yeah, it, it's it's you know, I, I I know we're getting low on time here, but it, it's one of those things to where. Um, when I've been to Africa, um, you know, and, and kind of talk to people about how they handle some of their racial stuff there, um, it's really weird because I kind of feel uncomfortable on my own. Like, no one feels uncomfortable but me, <laughs> right? Because when they start talking about stuff, I'm like, are we allowed to say that? Like, is that is that okay to say? Like, the things that are being said here, like, this would never fly the U.S., um, but they have different conversations about it. And I'm not saying that they have all their racial um, P's and Q's in order. In fact, on some plots, it's, it's, it's even worse. And it's not. Oh, yes. It's not white on black, though. It's not white no, on black. No, it's, 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 it's light skin versus dark skin versus middle skin. I've had Africans come up to me and go, oh, you would be from this tribe and this, this, that, the other. And I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, because of your color and the way your nose is shaped. And I'm like, what kind of shit is this? <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. It is it's a lot more tribal. Cuckoo. It's yeah, and so it's it's. But but, but, but so it, and they may do it not necessarily because of racial tension. Mm-hmm. They may do it because they want to know what tribe you're from, right. just because they want to know. Not a big deal. But you can't come over here and then say when people start to say, "Oh, well, you look mixed, or you look this, or you look oh, it's racial." Right. And I just want to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to know: Are you full black or not? Like, who cares? I'm not. I'm not full black. I'm not full black. Yeah. This is not. <laughs> and to be honest with you, we've got bigger fish to fry. 
If you're still talking about race, racial stuff right now, and in what's the date? September 15th, 2021, you still talking about racial shit? You ain't paying attention. That's right. You you got food shortages, you've got gas prices, you've got a dude at the White House who hasn't even been in the office for one full year talking about he wants to start looking into your PayPal and your Cash App. You've got big problems. Ain't nobody talking about he gonna look into into the uh the banks for just blacks. You you got big problems. You got you got Oregon where the people are just walking into the Home Depot and stealing hundreds and thousands of dollars of electrical cords so they can strip it down for the copper. You you you've got the city of Chicago who has and the the highest murder rate since the since. Capone was out. Yeah, it's the Chicago murder rate. How it doesn't get more attention, I don't understand. I really don't. It's, it's, it's almost. If it wasn't so tragic, it would be a, a joke now because it's like, wow, what's 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 it's comical. It's, it's 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 sad and comical all at the same time. Okay, all right. I know we're getting up against the clock here, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I got about two more minutes. Let's go. Megan, MeganGlover.com is the website. At Megan Glover on Twitter. Where else are you at? Mac Glover. Mac Glover. Huh? Are you saying Megan Mac Glover or are you saying Glover? Megan, Megan Mac Glover. Yes, Mac Glover. Mac Glover. C-G-L-O-V-R. Yes. So it's Megan Mac Glover on everything. Yeah. The only thing that is not uh, Megan Mac Glover is my YouTube channel is Mac Glover Full. So it's M C G L O V E R F U L, like beautiful, Mac Glover Full. Mm-hmm. And my book is at stoplinebook.com. The name of the book is Stop Line. So the website is stoplinebook.com. Stoplinebook.com. Okay, we'll link to all of that in the show notes, Megan. It's been wonderful. I look forward oh, to so next videos. I will watch the Joe Biden video probably another 10 to 15 times. But <laughs> when you, I'm telling you, when you start that, you better get out on that boulevard. I just like, like you. you I just, say that. What's going on? You better get out on that boulevard and get me my money. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Well, I, I, I'm telling you, I really had to check and see if I was a hooker. Like, because I was like, well, wait, am I a hoe? Let me see. I don't remember being outside. I don't recall. Somebody must have been. Did somebody slip me a Mickey and not tell me what's going on? Because this man is clearly talking to me. Like I owe him some money. It's I'm telling you, it, it was just it was just mind blowing, and the and and the audacity for him to do that, it just goes to show that he has not had any type of of reprimand of any kind, none. He just does whatever he wants, whatever he wants to. Well, hopefully he got your video and got a got a good reprimand from that. So I'm was, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. thank you again for your time, and best of luck in the future. Thank you so much. Oh, you're going to let me know when this airs, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, because okay, I want to repost it and stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. Have a good day, okay?